Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26 saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. One of your hosts, I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Got B. Austin in the building in just one second. Uh, look, the NBA bubble has burst, at least for the moment, with teams boycotting the games of the past two days due to the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Let's talk about it. So sit back and rap with us. Do that by signing in right now to the Brotherhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline in about five minutes. Um, that number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, make sure that during the week, we're not live on the air, that you remember to check out archived episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on our, uh, on our own network at warroomsports.com. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're sure to be there. So, uh, Jim, man, they, they clapping us in the back now at close range, man. I'm I'm shaking my head at having to watch another video of an unarmed black man, you know, being shot <laughs> at the hands of police. Um, Another week of us having to watch this unarmed black man be basically scolded by white people saying that if you didn't do this or you shouldn't have done that, then you wouldn't have got shot. Like, like, yo, I'm tired of this, man. What's the deal? Where y'all at? Yo, me? Where I'm, you uh, at? I'm headed. I'm, I'm, I'm headed. Uh, I'm headed across seas, man. I'm headed across seas because you're, you're. I'm tired of it, and it's never. It's it's not going to change. Yeah. Um, I feel you know, like you get I to sound see- like I sound like an old a old ass man saying that, and I want to give the kids hope. And so sometimes my fickleness, I fight it, and you know, I, I salute those. Uh, those uh, NBA players we're going to talk about later on in the episode and what they're doing. I salute them. I salute the kids and, and the fine fight that they're taking. But once you understand the foundations of the United States of America, you understand how the rules are, are so malleable and changed so frequently by other folks and their culture, man, this shit's never going to stop, man. It ain't going to change. Because yeah, it, we're it, written it, into it as being less than human. From the game. It's just crazy to, to think Never about. Like, I, I get this feeling sometimes, like, man, I feel sorry. Like, you look at your kids and you feel sorry that you even brought them into this world when you see the kind of stuff that's going on. Like, the appalling thing is the defense 
that people get or the or the smearing that sometimes, you know, most of the time the, the victims get, especially when the victims are black. Um, I Yo, mean, you heard about the 17-year-old kid who traveled from Chicago armed with an AR-15 to go to the protest pretty much seeming, seemingly to me to, to cause trouble. To go hunting. Ended up shooting three yeah, times. No, no, no. First, first off, first off um, I just want to shout out B. Austin because my man checked in the game and ain't passed at all. My man just checked right in <laughs> and let the clip go. Yo, he didn't yo, well, you know who my heroes are. Jim, that was yo, one of those. Yo, Sufi uh, Austin came in the game. He let his hands go. But, um, those, uh, those hockey substitutions where they just skate right in. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there like, like I was sitting there, like, you know, get my, get, ready, get my bars off. And B. Austin just checked in like, yo, yeah, because you know what I'm saying? I'm leaving. Like, I had to let him go because, I mean, I'm like, leaving. Man, he checked yeah, in. Let, yeah, let, let that thing fly. Yeah, man. He was you, like Vinny Johnson, man. Did you see the New York Post article he's a, that I he's put a hero, earlier where, you know, they're – talking about yeah alleged um shooter 17 year old shooter um what's his name something rittenhouse um they showed a picture of him helping to clean the walls of graffiti in kenosha so they're trying to put him in a positive light but somebody like trayvon martin gets killed just going to you know pretty much go to the convenience store and buy some snacks and they're going to trade him the most Thugged out photo on his whole Facebook profile to make him look like a monster. This is, this but is, see, this is why this is why we got to stop wasting our time arguing with folks, man. Because like, it's it's to and, the point that we're wasting our energy, man. Yo. Yeah, man. Like I don't know, like man. Yo, excuse my listen. Fuck them, man. I learned a lot from 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 my brother. I'm 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 with you, Jimmy. I'm gonna tell you where I'm with you and where and where it breaks down. I'm I'm not arguing with the old phase no more. I don't argue with white people, man. I I I assume from the gate, if you are white, you are a white supremacist until you prove me wrong. And then my defi- my definition of white supremacist and white supremacy is a little deeper and different than most. So you can be a white supremacist <laughs> without being a racist or a bigot. You can still be a white supremacist. I work with white supremacy all the time, so I automatically think that white supremacy is is what it is, and it's out it's out here, man. For whom the bell tolls, man. The brother shot in the back. He ain't got no spine no more. Like yo, so but where it breaks down, where it breaks down, is when the black when black people buy into white supremacy and start talking that well. Why? Why didn't he comply? Or why? You know, why is that shocking to you? Why the is funny thing is, though, man. is when we have videos that what, we can juxtapose against what hurts those videos. Me. Be. Hold on, hold on, B. When we yeah. have videos that we can, you know, basically play in the same situation where a white dude walks to his car and the police officer pulls out his taser instead of his gun to shoot the dude in the back. And then, you know, the white dude turns around and fights the police officer. Yo, this video I saw earlier was crazy in comparison to this dude walking and you just grabbing him by a shirt and just lighting his back up like it's no thing. You Like, seriously, you even if you felt that he was going to the car, because, of course, there were no uh, body cams, there was no audio. So, of course, they didn't already dredged up the story that he said he was going to the car to get a knife. Um, so they shot him in his back. 
Okay, let's 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 think for one Who second if that could possibly be true, which I don't believe at all. You didn't already grab the shirt. You can't grab his shirt, detain him, do whatever you got to do. Like you got to shoot him in his back seven times. Like come on, man. Like they got a license listen, to kill us, man. It's, it's listen, scary. man. Here, here's my thing, man. I, I was watching this past week. Um, Disney Plus has a series called Origin. Where they talk about like it's a documentary type series, but they talk about certain things that have come into uh come to be throughout mankind. And like so an example would be when man first discovered fire and how it changed his life or different forms of communication and how it's changed your life. The one thing I noticed from watching that is like some of these things that uh, you know have made a change for the better, but human nature, people are just evil, right? And they were talking about fire, how fire changed our life, how it allowed us to eat certain foods, which allowed the brain to grow, which allowed us to get to where we are now. Um, fire provided warmth and things of that nature. But like at the same time, once people realize, yo, I can go burn this whole house down, that's what they started doing. Because humans are inherently evil, man. Like, yo, yo, we're evil. We're creatures and we're evil. We can find something good and we'll find a way to, like, you know, turn that into something bad. So for me, I go into... You know, I go with the expectations that people are evil, man. So none of this shocks me how people behave, man. Is is and a lot of times it's because they're looking for acceptance. And I'm talking about B. Austin, and he's talking about the people that you know um, share the same hue as you, uh, making some of the comments they make. But they want to be accepted so bad that they're willing to say and do anything for said acceptance. And they they actually try it's to worse, work themselves it's, it's, revolutionary. It's worse than acceptance, though. It's worse than but acceptance. Listen, he, because but, but the thing it is, they look, comes they from look how you feel about yourself. But that, but that's yeah. that's that's part of it. But it also they look at themselves as being revolutionary because they're being counter to what other folks are saying. But when you study history, what you realize is it's been like this forever, man. Like, listen, I, I was telling someone earlier that, uh, yo, I'm sick and tired of watching things and people say, well, my mom and my cousin and my this, they march with uh, with uh, Dr. King, like. Marching with Dr. King is the old school equivalent of being in a car with Biggie. Like everybody uh, allegedly marched with Dr. King, but when you but when you studied it, when you studied the tapes and studied the history, like most of them hated him too. And I'm talking about our folks, right? So it's like it's revisionist history. What people don't recognize right now is that we're living through history. A lot of these folks saying the things they're saying and doing what they're doing will be on the wrong side of history. Anytime you go out there and oppress folks, when time goes on and we progress more as a nation, you're going to be on the wrong side of history. So yeah. it's no sense in arguing because we're going to let history deal with it. I mean, you're going to be on the wrong side of it, but you know, when we're saying that 30 years from now, everything's still going to pretty much be the same, though. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to be a, ver- a version of the it. politically yeah, of it. correct thing to do to frown upon those people that are saying that stuff that they're saying right now. So. Until our NBA players get rid of everybody by just, um, you know, making babies with the, their their women. So, and that's what they're really afraid of. <laughs> can't can't <love> <laughs> All right, yo. So, let, let's, our let's NBA and NFL this. players are taking care of taking care of that workforce. We're going to be two generations away from. No, mommy, shut up. <laughs> let's get into these hot topics. Brought to you by my bookie. Look. War Room family, it's, it's, it's time for you to make some money. Uh, sports betting at my bookie, you know, when, when everything restarts, the, the, the restart restart um, in a couple of days, if you still haven't checked out my bookie, um, now's the time. So go check them out. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. They paused. 
Um, they're supposed to come back soon, so lay down some bread on these games by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses at payout time. You win, you get your money, fast, no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So, you know, if the, if the game starts and then uh, George Hill still wants to boycott, even though his team is on the floor and you think George Hill is going to make a difference in this game, you can switch your bet to the Orlando Magic. I'm pretty sure you won't do that, but it's possible. Join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. And we will hit the phone lines in just a couple of minutes. But before we do that, we got to open up this conversation because this is what, you know, most people are going to call in and talk about anyway. The NBA bubble boycott, um, which is kind of snowballed into a sports bo- boycott altogether because, you know, the, the, the domino effect from the, the three NBA games that were canceled yesterday, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks pretty much kicking it all off because when we first heard this, fellas, it was the Bucks wouldn't take the court for the for the game, and I know that left the Orlando Magic in a in a precarious position because on one hand I'm like, shoot, if I'm the Magic, I'm gonna take the court, get this forfeit, <laughs> and then on on another hand you're sitting there thinking to yourself if you're an Orlando Magic, like, but how am I gonna look if they're taking this stance? And I'm out here trying to play just to get this win. So it left them in a really bad position. So it ended up being both teams um, making that decision, pretty much the Orlando Magic by force, um, after the Bucks decided to go ahead and uh, not show up for that game. Now, from what I hear, there were a lot of people, a lot of players in the league, a lot of teams who were pretty upset with the Milwaukee Bucks for making that decision on their own. And, you know, not mulling it over with the rest of the teams and the rest of the league. Do you guys think the Milwaukee Bucks being closer to this particular um, police shooting than everybody else in proximity? I mean, do y'all think they owed that to the rest of the league or, you know, hell what they no. Want? Hell, <laughs> hell no. As, I mean, because you have Bucks players be apologize to everybody else for making the decision without them. But. Uh, of course, of course, you have Bucks player because there's like, listen, man, more of us, and by us I mean melanated folks, as are concerned with not offending and fitting in and and not, you know, not rocking the boat. So, the, whoever the radicals were that jumped out there, bigger than basketball, it was bigger than money. You say, yo, if I didn't shoot a ball, run real fast, jump high, and entertain Kardashians, y'all shoot me in the back too. Y'all probably shoot me in the back anyway. Allegedly, one of the, you know, more notable names who was kind of upset that they weren't in the loop was um, LeBron James, you know, pretty much still the face of the NBA. Um, Do you think he had a right to know? Uh, No, I don't don't think he had a right to know because he doesn't run the movement. He's not... And 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 I and I go back and forth with this because some of the things I think LeBron does, I think LeBron genuinely is for making change, but I think the way he's been raised and brought up, 
he still injects the 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 optics piece and the contrived piece. So it's like I don't think he's disingenuous in what he wants, but right. he only knows one way to do things, and that's with millions and millions of people looking at it. And in a way, he can't fault him because since he was 12 years old, he's had millions and millions of people. So he owes and. And also, and I hate that I'm the one injecting this into the conversation and putting these two because I, I can't stand it most of the time. But we do know who LeBron has been chasing his entire career. So I think the image piece mm-hmm. that you speak of is kind of in an effort to make sure he stands tall in places where Michael Jordan fell short. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Michael Jordan was never vocal, mm. never really stood up for things. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it's the on-court thing that, that he's chasing. Um, but then I think off the court, he sees he sees even more opportunity mm. off the court. It's harder to catch Mike mm-hmm. on court than it is off the court because of the perception that we all have of Mike. Um, like, we found mm-hmm. out that Mike, he's given his 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 money for years, but I think the the time and the you know the voice is what Michael Jordan was always accused of never lending to a to a positive situation, especially a black situation, quote unquote black situation. So yeah, I think it's easier for him to see those opportunities and make sure whether it's contrived or not, to make sure he's looked at like Jimmy said on the right side of history within that comparison since, you know, catching him actually on the court is always going to be a subjective thing, but it seems like that's way harder to do than, you know, than their personas off the court. So, so that's my my question to you. Do you think there's any chance whatsoever had they put LeBron, Kawhi, and some of the bigger, you know, names in the league into the loop before they did what they did? Do you think there's any chance that LeBron would have run to the media and kind of beat them to it to make it look like, you know, this was his doing? Yes. No. Yes. I mean, I can't, I, I, I can't I, really I, speculate I, on yeah. that. But, but I, I think it, to me, the reason that <laughs> – like, I mean, like yeah. to me, I don't even think you really don't want to, like, bring LeBron into that part because, to me, the, the fact that they didn't get the bigger names and – and every, well, considering they got a two-time MVP at this point, well, not yet, but, um, but I and think it seemed more play. organic because of the way it played out. Because initially I was like, that's kind of messed yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Match out there, but it seemed more organic because of how it played out, and it, you know, it, it seemed more like yes, and we're angry because it wasn't, it didn't seem staged. I'd it seemed like that. everything it was wasn't staged. Right. Uh, hey, Jim, if I was the Magic, I'd have, hey, everybody, lay up lines. <laughs> We, we gonna take you know you know the ball. If you're in the layup line, you know the black. Fifteen minutes go past and they don't show up. That's a forfeit. Yeah. Everybody in the layup. Yo, line. let's go. The, don't, don't the Magic have a uh, African American MAGA MAGA guy, the boy with the uncombed hair that came up to the microphone and said a whole bunch of nothing? He was probably yeah, very upset. He's outside of the bubble now, so he really doesn't count because of his injury. Oh. So. He's not well, I think he's at the Republican National Convention right now. Yeah, he put his <laughs> knee brace. <laughs> he's at he's he the convention with his knee brace on. With the but, but, but no, um, you know, some of the bigger name players, of course, you know, it's 2020, so everybody took to Twitter. 
Um, LeBron did show his anger on Twitter. But, but what I've heard is there was a meeting. And at first, the reports were coming out of the meeting that the Lakers and the Clippers were the only two teams that decided to end the season for themselves, at least, and leave the bubble. I, I kind of found yeah. that hard to believe because these were two of the teams that were pushing the hardest to get everybody to go to the bubble when Kyrie was preaching this same stuff prior to the season, you know, prior to the restart. Um, Kyrie, Kyrie looked like the man. But, but, but to, you know, with his quote unquote reputation, like, does he, do they even care? Like to me, I'm like, Kyrie did preach this to you, to you guys like a month and a half ago before we even came to the bubble. And now, you know, people yesterday were saying when they boycotted the games, if we want to even call this a boycott, um, when they boycotted the games, you know, a lot of people were saying some of the same stuff. They were on the same wave that he was on a month and a half ago <laughs> saying, you know, basketball is not important right now. We shouldn't even be playing. But he did try to tell everybody this, and everybody gave Kyrie one collective FOH because at that point, I really do think, you know, for, for a lot of people, championships, the opportunity to win championships was a little more important. But at the same time, they knew that inside the bubble, they could still make some of the statements that they planned to make. I just was kind of in agreement with Kyrie that that wasn't going to be as strong as everybody thought. Because after a while, either the people that you're talking to is not even watching them because they're so pissed off about the messages that we're trying to uh, get across. Or people just decided to ignore it. Just, you know what I'm they saying? Sensitized. They ignore it. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of thought for me, even being a, a sports fanatic and I would love to see sports. And, and like Jimmy, I think the bubble ball has been a little more exciting than, you know, the NBA was prior to everybody going into the bubble. But at the same time, I wouldn't have been mad at all if they if they listened to Kyrie and they never came back. Like you gotta like, I know this is not like we can't push this fight on them. You know what I'm saying? But if you choose to take this fight, um, like what I was asking yesterday, I'm, I'm like, okay, what's their what's their end game with this? And I showing up to this game. I was like, all right, if they don't show up tonight and then people show up to the games tomorrow or the next day, I'm kind of going to wonder what was the point. Um, I do see mm-hmm. an uptick in the conversation, so that could be something gained out of it. But at the same time, like I said, I don't expect these these young dudes to affect their livelihood to the point where they're risking it. But when you do make a statement like that, like we're not going to play, it's kind of like now what? And then it to me, it's been kind of anticlimactic because now the decision has been made and all the players voted that we're going to go back and play in a couple of days. So what are, what are y'all thoughts on that? Um, go ahead, Jimmy. I got bars. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear your bars. I know you sound like you was chomping at the bit to say something. You you know you want to you want to get at somebody's neck, but. Nah, everybody, everybody can get it. I'm, I'm indiscriminately shooting like the white boy that went hunting. Um, I, I, I feel like, listen, it, it's got to, it's got to hit home a little bit harder 
for these cats. I mean, this is this is a this is a step in the right direction, uh, but it didn't hit as hard. And there may have been a whole lot of emotion and anger when the initial reaction was "Let's not play." When some of them cats started to think, like, "Yo, I mean, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm gonna use the platform, but I ain't trying to give up them game checks." Not not permanently. I ain't trying to get them joins up like for real, for real. Like you know, so that that ain't trying to give up the opportunity to get this chip, this bubble chip. Yeah, the bubble. Yeah, the bubble chip. LeBron and the bubble chip. I put I put uh I put LeBron in the same category as a uh, camel. Sean Camel Carter. I, I I don't believe they're completely disingenuous with the things that they do for black folks, but I think that their character is always going to be their character and their integrity is going to be their integrity, but that's neither here nor there. That's another, that's another topic. Um, So bubble ball comes back. How many more of these incidents are going to have to happen before you have a true powder keg explosion? And what does that powder keg explosion look like? Gentlemen, well, let me tell you guys how the decision to resume playing was reached. So they basically said, you know, Wednesday <laughs> night players inside the bubble. Um, they met first with their coaches. Um, and then during these initial meetings, the that's when the Lakers and the Clippers were in favor of canceling the rest of the postseason while the other 11 teams remaining in the bubble voted to resume playing. Now, that's interesting because those are the two odds-on favorites to win this whole thing. So for them being ready to, excuse me, cancel the whole thing, that was either some of the most noble and honorable things that you'd ever hear or, you know, they might have been working the room because um, it also says that LeBron James was particularly firm in his desire to shut down the rest of the postseason. Now, that's interesting to me because we all, we've all said it before, and everybody else kind of lightheartedly makes reference to it, to it as well, kind of like what LeBron wants is pretty much what the league is going to do. And I even see, I, I saw people saying that kind of stuff, like sports reporters saying that kind of stuff on Twitter yesterday. When they first heard that LeBron – was in favor of shutting everything down. Everybody was like, hey, LeBron says it's shut down. Don't expect the rest of this season. It was the same thing going into the bubble. When everybody figured out LeBron wanted to play, they're like, oh, we're going to play then. So do we think, do we we overrate the power of LeBron James? Or, you know, was this another, you know, are they leaking some stuff that they want us to hear? You know, LeBron was in favor of, of, of cutting the whole thing, like like B said, on that whole image kick. Or, I don't know, like, what, what do y'all think about that? I, <clears throat> Those um, are the two odds-on favorite teams to win this whole thing. No, supposedly, I, they were the yeah, only two that. teams, Jim, I just that think said, that, no, I just we think should cancel this. I just think that things were extra emotional yesterday. And, like, you know, they had time right. to think about it right. and, try, and try to get through it. But things are just over-emotional. Right. I think LeBron is by, by far and away the most powerful person. I think he's the most powerful person in the league, and that includes Adam Silver. Um, I, I, I do, too. I believe it. 
but but I just think that everything was over emotional yesterday, and then like you know, it's also that energy that happens when you get a bunch of people on the same page, and they probably end up going, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you had time to think about it and think about what's at stake here, because it's not just that. You got to think about collective bargaining for next year. It's a lot of, that's, but at the same time, you're emotional. Sometimes mm. it's best to just say, look, let's take this night off and think about what's going on and figure out uh, what's our next move. So you know what I mean, yeah, reading and everything little, was happening. Reading a little further into this, it actually makes sense because it does say they talked, you know, people kept talking late into the night and they said there was a change in position from last night when LeBron James, among others, was relaying in their, you know, it was their best interest to finish out the season. So they did kind of have a change of heart. I guess, you know, some of the emotions died down. So I guess we, we can still put LeBron upon that power pedestal because those were the reports coming out last night. Remember last night they were saying, man, I, I, we pretty much think the NBA season is over. And that's probably because at that time LeBron was firm in his stance to cut it. Now what I'm reading is as the night grew longer and they were still talking about some stuff he came down off of that a little bit. So, you know, he, he definitely is what Jimmy said. He's the most powerful figure in the NBA. Shout out to, to Bron for wielding that type of power. Um, so the team owners uh, released statements in support of their players' decisions not to play. Um, but, but the players are asking not just for these statements of support. Like, we're looking for some action. You know, y'all, you guys are really rich, um, and you have the financial means and leverage to affect some kind of meaningful change. It was the same conversation we've had about the NFL um, throughout the whole Kaepernick thing. Like, I, I, I'd be the first to admit and 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 say that I understand. Like, it's kind of an unfair position to put these people in because they're not the ones who cause the problems that the fight is against, but at the same time, what we always say, uh, you know, your silence basically is your compliance. So if you're not doing nothing with the means that you have to help bring forth some kind of meaningful change, then we're going to have to lump you in there with everybody else. So sorry, this wasn't your doing, this wasn't your fight, but you have this kind of platform, you have this kind of money, we got to make it your fight. Y'all agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Absolutely. what it is. You got all right. Let's you got let's go black, to phone you got black relatives not in your position. <laughs> let's go to the uh, phone lines, man. Get some homies on the line. See what they think. Um, let's go out. We got Court on the line. What up, brother Court? You're in the war room. What's the deal? What brother? up? What up? What up, guys? What's going on? Hey, man. Court, I'm sorry court, I said all that good, stuff man. about LeBron, man. I apologize, Court. <laughs> Do you think well, that, I, I, real quick, before you, I just want to ask you a question Do you think that Jason Tatum will ever win Multiple MVPs as well as the defensive player of the year <laughs> <laughs> Hey Court yeah, you, no, no, not, I know what Jason yo. Tatum will do He will cook the Sixers Every time they play <laughs> If they can play the Sixers every game in the season If yeah, they play the Sixers all. every game in the season He might be the best player in the world <laughs> He can get all that <laughs> yeah, the Greek man. I just, I just want him to work on this offensive game as far as just you know has more offensive skills as far as you know back to the basket turn around moves. To me, he just, why it's all it's all why because when it, when 
because when the play when it gets tight, when they lock that tank down, when he's not gonna be able to dunk on everybody, what is he gonna do? Oh man. If they making their threes, none of that matters, man. I hate when people average forty and, and they and they, they play the best defense in the world. Like people just dominate and they be like, Well, if he only could do this, like it's just it's just amazing to me, man. It's just amazing to me. I'm sorry, but go ahead though. What was your no, point? But it though? Because when stuff I know what he's shut no, I know what he, I, at the end of games, like a lot of that stuff doesn't work. That's the criticism that a lot of people had for LeBron for a long time. They're like, you know, he didn't have anything to go to when stuff got tight. And you know, over the years, yeah, here's he the thing, though. Here's every the thing. facet of his game. Because because for some reason, and that's for all some I'm reason we we no for some reason we look at basketball as being an individual sport, right? The fact of the matter is, if you have and players around you that can step up and make those shots, it doesn't matter that the fa- if I average thirty and I'm doing nothing but playing halfback the way he does, I'm I don't have to change. Fact that if we're going to win championships, everybody else around me has to step up. Like this whole idea of you have to have this go-to move, like that that's again, this is Michael Jordan ruining the game. Is it, him ruining the yeah. game? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, but as the star of the team, though, as the star of the team, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. What was Dr. J's go-to move in the half court? What was Moses Malone's go-to move in the half court? What was Bill Russell's go-to move in the half court? I can give you 56 players. You're not going to be able to give me their go-to move because that's just some Michael Jordan shit. It's not well, real. First of all, the players old as hell. How the hell are we supposed to know? <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying hey, because, because, no, because it's, no, because again, that's why I said it's Michael life. Jordan because it's a post-Jordan thing where they think that all these players have to have a go-to move because we're kind of we're, we're trying to make it an individual. Yo. It's a team sport. Nah, I, 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 mean, I think it was me. Now, now I blame Mike for a lot of what's wrong with the game now, but I think go-to. No, move this whole go-to move oh thing is. I'm telling you, it's it's it's, it's a it's a it's a new phenomenon that's post-Jordan. You, 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 you have a limitation. If you have a limitation in your game, you should want to get better. If you are yeah, the man, yeah. that's a different argument. That's a different argument. Even if even if you're not even if you're not the man, even if you're not the man, which in this case we're talking about somebody that is, you should be embarrassed if at the end of the game you're a liability. If you wouldn't put exactly. an all that that's work what he is. Down. That's why I'd be on him, because that's what he is. But, I'm but that, what I'm saying is that's game, BS. Will Chamberlain, Will Chamberlain had no go-to move. He's a multiple-time champion, MVP. This whole thing of this go-to move is, I'm telling you, is something. He when was, you study the history of the game, all the stuff you're talking moves. is nonsense. This whole, like, listen, it's even, it's even documented. Will had even, plenty of go-to listen, moves. And Sonny Johnson, you're right. You, you named people no that had multiple moves. things they could do in certain situations. But they had no. He said, they, what, "What's his go-to move? There is no go-to move." A lot of these. And know what else have to move? move. No, but 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 no, Because a lot of people got like six those low players and those three-point shooters. When the game gets tight and he passes out to them, when when the lights get brighter, when they start missing those shots. They're going to start to shy away from those shots. They're going to start passing the ball off to him, and he's not going to know what to do. It's like he ain't worked on his game. I mean, well, he can Truthfully, go. you're going to hear that about Freak. You're going to hear that about him. Go, until get Ray they... Allen, go get Ray Allen to save his life like he saved LeBron's life. So then you'll be fine. And then the <laughs> whole listen. then the whole argument will be non-existent. My point but is, you're gonna hear that argument about that's even Freak, made. Jim, until, they, huh? until they get through, you're going to hear that about him. Because it's always going to be the no, same argument. Kind of like it was with LeBron, like, Y'all always yeah, all got I'm the best record is, in the league, and then there's always excuses when they can't pull it through at the end. And then, they, you know, they're going to be man. looking at him. 
They're gonna be looking. But Jimmy that, won't blame the them other dudes. Way, no, because that's the way sports. The way sports is in twenty twenty, it don't matter anyway. They're gonna come at his neck even if he wins, because that's just what sports is. People argue for the sake of argument. All I'm saying is that whole thing of this go to move. You're talking about improving your game versus a go to move. Those are two different arguments. What I'm saying is basketball. This is an argument that actually, when I when I was looking at this, it was from the Dr. J's point of view. He said, "Listen, before Michael Jordan." There was no such thing as you give the ball to a player, clear out, or go to a go-to move. You played as an offense, as a unit, as a team. And this goes back to the beginning of basketball in the 50s, Zeke. up until a point Zeke, now where Zeke, we have this superstar game. And a lot, and a lot of this, the game. And a lot of this, no, a lot of this Larry has to do with marketing. Who? Larry Legend. We're going to agree to disagree on that. <laughs> it's not, what are we disagreeing about? What are we disagreeing about? All I'm telling you is that it is, it's a thing where if you look at it and you can do, listen, go do the knowledge. I'll send you resources Yo, if you want to do the this research. Doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a thing. No, I, I, I think what you're saying stuff. on a comment, on a common sense level. Oh, go ahead, Dad. This idea, no, this I'm idea saying, of giving the ball to a player and let him do his thing no is, idea is, is trash. Like, There's nothing new under the sun. Like, like I, I agree a, with Jimmy wholeheartedly when we say, it was popularized by Mike. So the, the influence from that makes the game what it is today. But I also agree with what B. Austin was saying. Like, I know for a fact, cats like Larry Bird got the rock, and, you know, before you know, Mike was around, on a got com- the rock on a, the common the sense, on a common sense level, never mind hating Mike and what he did in overpopulizing and taking things out of balance, because that's what you're really saying is Mike made it out of balance. I'd be invested if I'm a coach at the end yeah, of the game. Yeah, but see, a lot of that, a lot, said, of, that, a lot Legend, of that, yo, Larry, 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 Larry Legend, Larry Legend has less buzzer beaters or, or late game shots than LeBron. The fact of the matter is, a lot of that's revisionist history. The data shows that he played way is LeBron long. played way longer than dude. No, 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 no. My point is this whole this whole this whole narrative of Larry getting the ball at the end of the game. It's all hype. Listen, it's all it's all made up. It's not true. So so in the they so, ran their so in the ball, a, you sit that's in a, like in the Broncos okay, getting the ball at the end of the game doesn't necessarily mean you're taking all the shots. Okay, so what do you that's say? Mean. It's always you. been a thing where they put the ball in the best player's hands, regardless of what he ends up yeah. doing. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's not no. But that, what I'm what I'm saying is that's not even necessarily true though. That's not true. I, I don't know. This I've never seen that. The ball. I mean, you can talk about anything that happened before I started watching basketball, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen a game. All I know, all like I know is now Mike might have started. Listen, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I know this to be a fact, one of the reasons I know this to be a fact, is because the research was done honestly because of LeBron, because people trying to defend LeBron. So research was done where they went back historically and looked at every great player and how many opportunities and shots they've taken in the fourth quarter. And that's how I know it to be a fact. What I'm saying is a lot of stuff that we believe is because of how we believe and how we feel about certain players. I'm talking about just putting the ball in your best player's hands. Listen. Yes, listen. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, when they don't let him just dunk on people, he's forced to make the move. He's forced to make the move. He's forced to make the move. He's going to be on ice. 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 He's going to be on Everybody expected LeBron to take that shot every time Mike, he got criticized. Mike, Mike, only, Mike only made – Mike and Kobe only made one decision, which was shoot. 
versus yeah, but well, a different it's like it's like it's like with everything though, man. Allen Iverson didn't start that crossover, but he made it popular. No, but so what I'm saying is the whole thing of giving the ball to your best player. That that's not even but that's not even a thing that's been around. It's usually like, yo, what is your offense? How does your offense run? If I'm running an offense and I'm running it specifically, and this goes back to the Celtics, the great Celtics team, they didn't give the ball to their best player. They ran their offense to get an open shot. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sure All I'm saying is until that boy develop an offensive game, they're not going to win. Because once they plug that painter, he's forced to make some type of move. But, but getting back to that, I don't care if they, I don't care if they ever win as long as he's better than Tatum. Because you came in with that nonsense. <laughs> you know, you know what I want to see. You know what I want to see, Court. I want to, I want to, I want the stat nerds to find us like how many charges Greek Freak gets. At the like in the at the end of a game, I want to see that because I'm not saying yeah, this. Yeah, like, he's, he's going right to the rack. He's going right I want to see that because I want to see how it how it plays into this argument for the people who thinks he doesn't have any offensive game, you know, versus the people that thinks he's going to be okay. Um, Listen, man, I, I, and all I'm, he, also, also Courtney, you know that if they do win, if they do win the championship, you're the first person that I, I'm atting, though. I just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly don't man, care whether on. they win or not, but the fact of the matter is you, you, you tried to get that bar off about the bull being better than him, man, and I just want to show you how asinine that was. Matter of fact, that was ass of 10. <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all, y'all got to get it. Come on, y'all my boys, man. It's all, it's all love. Hold on. I, I want to say I, I have some bars for y'all. I wouldn't expect it to get into that, but, you know, we have to get into that real quick. But I want to just say, man, what's going on right now in the world of sports, man, is just this is what I honestly feel, fellas. And you guys, my big-time fans of you guys, just go back a decade. And I feel like we missed our beat overall in 2016 with Cap because, to me, it should have been a collective, mm-hmm. unanimous stance as far as all the – from right – I'm talking about when Cap first took his stance it shouldn't have been no second guessing it because at that moment, the world stopped and we had the whole world's attention. But know what happened? Yep. There was too many Steve Harvey's. There was too many Kanye West. <laughs> it, it, it's not enough Tupac. Mm. It, it's too many mm. Hershey Walkers. It's too many Terry Crews. If we, fought, if we took a united stand, a united front, where we had the whole world's attention, I feel like we could have really did something then. Yeah, before, before, before let me also definitely let me also say this. You're 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 absolutely right. But a couple of things. Number one, there's always gotta be that one outlier that that takes the step out on faith and a lot of times becomes a martyr. Now he didn't become a martyr liter in the literal sense, but my man's career was martyred and it is it is what it is. He took that step and as we look back on history, um he will history will, will favor him um no matter what happens. Right. And then, you know, there's always the, 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 the puppets that you just you just mentioned that are uh, that are certainly on the coon train. Like you, you're, you're mentioning the, the, the folks that ride that coon train. But you best believe that the establishment is aware that the coon train exists. They're aware of how they can weaponize those folks and they're aware of how foolish they will be working for them like so it's not just us not coming together there's a subversive covert sort of thing behind the scenes to put those people 
out in front to make sure that those are the folks that are out in front so that when these times come along, we can always count on Terry Crews. You can always count on Terry Crews to let a man grab his junk and say that it was his fault. We can always count on Whitlock to do our bidding. So it's not just us not coming together. Like these folks have been weaponized and are essentially, they function as agents in our, in our community for, for the other, for the other folks, man. I got you, right, I right. get you, Sam. And Thank also, you. I got a partner out here in Chicago. I got a partner out here in Chicago, man. He real popular on the hip hop scene, underground scene. He used to manage Def Jam and do a lot of things. And this dude is what you call a Kanye apologist. It's nothing that Kanye have done that this dude wants to finish. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell this. Well, I'm we, trying, we, I'm we trying have to tell of, this dude. We have a lot of those, brother. You got a lot right. of. I'm like, look. Anytime you validate. Uh, 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 the evil things that happened to our ancestors, and you validate, make these racist people feel validated. All they're gonna do is say, mm. "Well, it's okay with Kanye. Kanye says it's okay. What do you guys Kanye said about? it's okay. Kanye, Kanye's right. not mad at it. And, yep. yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, he just we just got so yeah. much stuff we got to overcome, fellas, man. No doubt, no doubt, man. Hey, Court, man, as usual, man. Thanks for the call. You know we appreciate it, good brother. All right, Thank guys. You. All right, bro. Wrapped in. All right. right, We got the homie Tobias on the line from all the way out in hot-ass Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll down. Took you long long enough. Well, how's it going, fam? Let's be honest here, man. Tobias. Hey, Tobias, man. I got a question for you, Tobias. How you feel about what what Max Kellerman said? Fuck Max Kellerman. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't even know I don't even know what he said. But it, it Yo, Matt Kellerman said, said all, he said all, all SEC fans are stupid. Hold up. Let me get the exact uh, word. He said, uh, he said all, all SEC fans are stupid and easy to propagandize and almost immune to facts. He caught him a bunch of Trump following sheep. So, I mean, you know, go ahead, though. Hey, well, that part, I don't. I ain't worried about that part, but but I would tell Max this: no. Can you stop spreading propaganda and let us know what's really anti-Semitic? But anyway, that's a whole different show, uh, you know. But you guys were talking about the NBA and stuff, right? I was watching Speak for Yourself at lunch, and it is a damn shame that Rick Buecher, white Rick Buecher, come up with better solutions than the damn black people. <laughs> you know, he's like us when we call out all this. What what's all this symbolism going to do? Uh, use these politicians to your advantage. Chris Broussard was saying the same thing. His stuff. What's that? I think one white people got to understand. Look, we're tired of entertaining y'all, and we ain't getting no rights in return. Uh, you notice they mad. I'm like white people. Tired How are you mad? Yeah, here's the thing with white Cruz, people. Kill me, right? Cruz ain't tired of entertaining. Yeah. You know, he's kill me about MAGA though. How y'all say y'all ain't watching the NBA, but you mad at folks ain't play? <laughs> you know, yeah. you ain't watching anyway. Uh, but so I do believe that. Yeah, here's the thing I like about it. I know LeBron's mad, but 
the Milwaukee Bucks, Jimmy was right, it was organic. And I'm glad that everyone slept on it afterwards because we already know it, you don't have to tell Kawhi Leonard twice that you don't want to play. He going to sign up for that. We already know that. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi already had his bag fat. Uh, <laughs> 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 but what, in my opinion is that you just have to uh, keep putting pressure on these politicians. It's a, one, it's a shame that in a black community, the one who voices carry the most weight of actors, uh, athletes, and entertainers. Because Dr. Carl Anderson was speaking about group economics, black empowerment, black people looking for black people for 50 to 60 years. No one listens. And I'm not knocking LeBron to say LeBron can say the same thing. Everybody be like, yeah, that's what's up. And so we got to start putting, like, these black intellectuals, these black economists, give them a forum to politicians. Because these owners, right, not only they have your governors and your local politicians' numbers, they got the damn president's number on speed. Down. Hell, Trump, he holding fundraisers in many of these owners' houses. <laughs> so that's, a, that's what I would use them to, to uh, get those audiences, to have those people speak out for these black issues. Yo, it's it's it's. I mean, there's so many things that the the breakdown in terms of what you said there. Um, but you're definitely right. Like the Houston Rockets owner, him and Trump is tight. Uh, what's his name? Fertitta. Him and Trump yeah. is tight. Mm-hmm. Like, but some of these owners don't care because some of these owners, these basketball team is a write-off for them. Like, the cats that yeah. own the mm-hmm. Nuggets, they like they like the heirs of Walmart. Like, so they don't care like what's really going on in the NBA. They're like, yo, that's that's side money. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, they they, they probably right now don't even realize what happened in the NBA because they're looking at their main business. Um, but but it's, it's, it's so much to break down there in terms of bringing in people who are intellectuals, the people that are, like, you know, um, working on the front lines because what happens is when anybody is prominent in that space, they do their best to tear them down, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like when you look at our kids, our kids, our kids have to be completely perfect. They can't even really be kids because if they make one mistake, that's the one thing that they throw at you. So anything that bad that happens to them is because of that one mistake. When their kids are allowed to like, you know, drive drunk and act a fool, they, they, they get the benefit of the doubt. It's the same with our adults and our people who are intellectuals, yeah. right? So they can say or do one thing wrong and you just try to discredit them for their entire life. Um, yo, J- yo, Jimmy, if I'm an athlete Jimmy, with a platform, just, that's what I would do. I would say, look, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't know I just, nothing, but I'm going to bring in these people that study this. I just got to bring that point home for people. Do you know that there's a, a president of the United States that was caught with an ounce of cocaine in his 20s? One. And he went on to become – right. probably way more than – he went on to become – he went on to become president. But we Yo, all know brothers that have been caught with an ounce. Yo, one of our presidents threw a birthday party and bought his side joint. Yeah. side joint, and, and she sung to him, and that became an iconic moment when he had his his, his basically his side joint singing to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got one for you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers owner, that's tight with Trump. Trump uses their house for fundraisers. Right there, you you use this, you get them together, use the stuff. And, like, I hear one thing, see, well, black folks fall into, like, the divine and conquer attack that white people do. They say, well, these people are rich. They made it. Why are they complaining about? One, most of them feel like first generation made out the hood or out into a decent suburb, and most of the fans of family still living under that. Two, it doesn't matter if you're rich and 
if you're black. Because the cop, the white man, still has more power. Let me refer you to two guys named Sabo Cephalosha and Sterling Brown. And let's not forget former tennis player James Blake. Well, he got tackled outside of a store in New York City by cops and falsely arrested. Yo, so, hold it, up. We just saw footage. We just saw footage a week ago. Masai, Masai Ujiri is a wealthy man. He has a $2,000 suit on. And the bull was pushing him like a like a chump. Like, we just so saw that. Your pants up. So much for pulling your pants up, huh, Mr. Cosby. Uh, well, he got he, karma. Karma got him though. Not yeah. Know. And, uh, and so this, this is where, like, it, honestly, like I saw Bruce Arians was talking about, uh, oh, protests don't do crap. Take action. Black folks take action. Uh, yeah. Really you that look at. Thank you, Tobias. Hey, thank you. Tobias. We ain't protesting like John Lewis and I'm saying, hey, let's integrate your lunch. Can you spit in our food anyway? You can have your stinking ass food. We don't want the food you don't want us <laughs> in there. Can't cook anyway. Yeah. Uh, you that know, that's drunk. how I look at it. Why are, see, there's a protest where I get white folks to love them. Our generation younger don't give a damn what the biggest like is. He is going to be getting our money. And I think that's where that generation failed was like they profited. They still got their money. And I just think that we, are, we have Here's been organizing. Say, we have been protesting. Your quarterback, right, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, man, he got all the power. Let's say Brady came out. Brady came out and like, yo, I'm I'm standing in solidarity with my black teammates, and I ain't playing. Like, that's when something's going to change. Like, because yo, you start taking away the NFL games, they really gonna have a problem, right? Like, Jimmy. the NBA is cool and all, but you know, NFL is different. Jimmy, here's a problem. Brady that's has that's a MAGA different. hat in his locker. Brady's MAGA. Uh, he has a MAGA hat in his locker. He and Trump are homeboys. Funny that white society don't make white folks associate with Trump, but black folks got to disassociate themselves with Farrakhan. Funny how that how they play that narrative, huh? Mm. I yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna let that breathe. That's all. I ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, and can I touch on a sports topic? I'll touch on a sports topic real quick. Uh, I know y'all was talking about like go to moves. Like I know court, I know court hates Giannis, right? <laughs> I, I think court hates Giannis the same way Bull Connor hated black people. But uh, I neither here nor there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> love you, court. Love you, man. But Brink Freak has worked. I think. And I think Ben Simmons is a great talent compared to those two, right? But I think we got to be honest about this. Greg Freak wants him more to get better and improve his game. Ben doesn't want that. And I think sometimes what Ben might be, might need a coach in there that says, hey, this is what it is. And I think sometimes that's where leadership of your organization comes in as well, if you have the right guy to push him. Because if you don't push him, you may have to let him go. But here's the hard part. You can't do five years, $175 million without wanting to shoot. So his mentality is, why the hell should I shoot a 15-footer? You know? And, and, I, and I think sometimes with players, it's not just a talent. It's just upstairs. And I also hate when people talk about these teams missed on Giannis. Hell, Giannis didn't know he would be this good. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, and I just think a lot of it is how you are upstairs. It's not knocking anybody. There's certain things that you don't know about someone until you get them in, especially when these guys come in at 19, 20 years old. Now, now, now if y'all want to give up Ben and we'll give y'all uh, Otto Porter, hey, we'll gladly take him off your hands now. Uh, yo, yo, <laughs> yo. 
talk to me about Otto. Talk to me about Otto Porter because he was a bum. Yo, I, he I forgot really he was hard. in the league. <laughs> yo, yo, but he got he got a ninety million dollar payday. Yeah, somebody paid Otto Porter ninety million dollars. Yo, that's the problem with the NBA. That's my issue with the NBA. Not all about get your money, but the problem is they're paying B and C level players max dollars. And it's like I know uh, a lot of people that are better than Otto Porter. Some of them in the league, not. <laughs> Melo's better than him, and Melo's not even the same Melo. Uh, but I say it's That's one different. last thing. Tobias, it's, di- it's disrespectful. You brought Melo's name up in the same sentence with Otto Porter. You ain't lying about that one. Otto Porter's closer to me, way closer to me than he is to Melo. But go ahead. Yeah, and, and I think what happens is like with this whole thing. I think every. One, people got to – I always say this, right? I put this in a group chat. If you ever, like, had a job where you had white people put their driver's licenses, look at how long it takes them to find their driver's license. They dig into their wallet, dig into their purse. Black people, you pull it out right there like a homeboy shopping network. Bam! Right there. Ain't no digging around. Just simple stuff like that. But I, I no do choice. think – Yeah, but I do think it's right for those players to play again. I'm cool with that. Uh I think right now you made your point. Like you take a couple of games off, you pissed off the networks, you got everybody looking around because these networks go to TNT, ESPN going to do say, hey, what's going on here? We're paying you these billions of dollars. You need to do these players once. But I do think these players need to reach out to the black people out there. <clears throat> Maybe a Dr. Anderson or Boyce Watkins or somebody, whoever. I'm just throwing names out there. Who could better articulate those issues and fund those no, people don't, no, don't, who get a front of you. Leave voice out of it, though. Leave no, no, I ain't calling. Hey, I, I, I yeah, yeah, I'm just throwing a name out there. I'm, I'm just throwing a name out there. So, hey, Umar, <laughs> no, no. Call, 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 call your man hey, Umar, yo. King, call your man hey, Umar. Um, Umar uh, would be like, you on that milk yacht. Don't, I don't want that Neander, Neanderthal money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you know what? But, you know, like, let's go with Dr. Anderson, right? I always use this as an example. Let's have him go. I know he's in his 80s now, not getting around like he used to. But, hey, all these players got all that money. People like him or younger people who may be about the cause like him who could better articulate these things that got data, fund them. Because these, these white supremacists like Richard Spencer, people are funding these people. Donald Trump gets funding. Yeah. George Simmons gets funding. That, that, that 17-year-old who want to go on the kill spree, and black people strap up, we need to. Stop trying to be peaceful. Uh, he he gonna get a GoFundMe, so we should fund like those athletes and us to fund those people and support those intellectual economists because well, well, Richard Spencer gonna with, do so he much. He with the people. Democrats now. Richard Who's Spencer? That? I just wanted to let you know that Richard Spencer. He with the Democrats now. He, he said. Sides. Well, he said that he he said he wants to vote <laughs> for Biden because him and, him and Biden. Um, some people think he's trying to play. Uh, you know, he's trying to. Um, you know, yeah. play reverse psychology. Yeah, he said him and Biden have the same belief. Well, they just, well, he actually do, he actually do, but on my last thing, you guys have a good day. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, I say this also. Hey, I say my last thing, kind of like the devs, they go to the phones in a few minutes, an hour later. But, uh, <laughs> but leave y'all with this. Doesn't matter Democrat or Republican because the DA who threw that case for Mike when Mike Brown got shot in Ferguson, Bob McCulloch was a Democrat. You guys have a great day. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'll probably agree with him. 
Yeah, they yeah. see you on the milk yacht, Jimmy, and be awesome. <laughs> Dude. Be awesome don't say that lady name correctly. All right. <laughs> Let's stay here. We got the homie Nods calling in. Nods, what's up, man? They down no. there they're down there boycotting. Can we call it a boycott? If it lasted like twenty four hours? Nah, I think you still call it a strike. Uh, you yeah. know, withholding labor. Uh, beautiful thing to see. I didn't think them boys had it in them, man. So, beautiful thing to see. Now, I think people are kind of going too far with the criticism of it. Like, these aren't people who grew up as die-in-the-wool activists or people who are going to be used to, like, labor strikes and things like that. So, the fact that they weren't on code and all in agreement, that's kind of lets you know, okay, this is slowly being pieced together. But the other part is, and you can look this up throughout American history, uh, whenever you had a situation where labor was confined in one place from, like, rooming houses or bunks or whatever, company store-type situations, people would start to organize and talk about things and come up with different ideas. That's why they'd rather mm-hmm. be separate individuals. That's why, he, that's why somewhere. desegregation that's why desegregation happens. <laughs> but go ahead, nah. Go ahead, my bad. Yeah, yeah. So, that, no, so, that, so that's a dangerous thing for them. So those guys sat there, talked, and figured out something. And, you know, it's a good thing. Now, there's going to be some blowback, of course, at the next CBA. The owners are going to be coming for blood. That's going to be there. But overall, they still hold a trump card because they could do this again. Now, it's not likely, but they could do it again. And that disrupts everything. That gives them a little leverage. And, again, I think sometimes we say these guys got power and we're kind of missing the story. No, they don't have power. They have influence. So they can use influence, and that's, and that's a good thing. But either way, we're still talking about athletes. We're talking about eating a whole whale, and they just sliced off a little piece of the plate. So salute to them for slicing off a piece, man. We had a whole generation we just grew up with that wouldn't pull out a knife. Damn near wouldn't even get close to a plate because Mike said Republicans buy shoes too. So that generation <laughs> did you a damn thing. So salute to these young boys, man. At least Yo, I, I definitely mm-hmm. give the Bucks, is. man. I give them a lot of prop because there was some risk in that because the fact that they didn't tell anybody else, like they were risking forfeiting a playoff game. If the Magic didn't feel the pressure to walk out behind them, and like I said earlier, like if, if the Magic coach would have been like, all right, everybody in the layup line, they got 15 minutes to comply. <laughs> that's a playoff game that they were risking. So definitely props to them. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only way that you really had power. Like if you did it with Adam Silver and it was coordinated, then that would just be an NBA maneuver that turns into, you know, symbolism. But to do it in that way where Adam Silver's yelling like trading places, Get those machines back on. Get those niggas on. The you know what I mean? In the very like, yeah. like they was scrambling, bro. Adam Silver was sweating. Like they was mm-hmm. scrambling, bro. So salute to them for putting the pressure on. Now again, I don't like the idea that they're talking to Shams and talking to Woj and all these other people and getting narratives out and stuff like that. Like that's stupid, but that goes to show like, hey, they don't have much experience at this. So they don't right. get better. And guys like Jalen Brown, who going to lead the next generation, who would you rather talk to if you're the NBA? Chris Paul or Jalen Brown when he gets a few more years on him? You know what I'm saying? That's a yeah. whole other labor fight. Mm. Yo, so Jalen Brown is about that action, boss. Yeah, buddy don't be playing, man. <laughs> but oh, about oh, that action, the, bro. No, the, uh, the uh, go-to moves, the thing y'all was talking about. All right. 
Mike's the outlier. You can't really include Mike in the go-to move thing because it wasn't really about go-to moves. It was just about getting space for him to just operate and wasn't nothing you could do about it. You know what I mean? But go-to moves, I'm with Jimmy. Go-to moves, as far as need, that's for guys who are rim runners or stretch guys who can only really score in that way. So, John Collins on the Hawks or uh, uh, who else? Who else is a post and that's kind of limited? Those guys, like Sean Kim, historically, guys who are kind of limited offensively and kind of get their points in garbage ways and running, you know, running the floor, things like that. Those Tyson type of guys Chandler are, type dudes. Yeah. Those type of Cedric guys need a, need a go-to move. Right. Right. Because otherwise, certain games, if the pace is different or they're not getting the easy buckets, then those are the guys who struggle because they don't have anything they can really lean on. These other guys, they're so skilled, they're going to get theirs anyway just off usage. And, and anybody questioning Giannis at this point is crazy, bro. Like, per 48, Giannis is giving you 30 and 14, period. Like, before, well, before the ball is tipped Jimmy off, and Court going to argue about Giannis and Tatum for the, for the rest of time. So, <laughs> well, that argument is dead, bro. Tell me, he's trying to tell me that Tatum year. was a better player. And last what I told him, what I said, listen. The, I said, before listen, last, maybe by the, the At the start of last season, two, not now. It was two years ago. It was two years ago. I said, listen, maybe um, when their careers are done, we can take a look back, and maybe at some point he passed them. I said, but you're bugging. This dude is about to win a couple MVPs. He's won defensive player of the year. And what you just said about his usage and his numbers, statistically speaking, Giannis is having arguably the greatest season in the history of the NBA. I mean, it's been, it's been lost amongst, like, everything else that's going on. But just pure data. Yeah, dude, you look he, at the data. You're no, I, and I understand exactly what y'all are, are, are saying. I do think that it gets a little harder, even for superstars with you know a, a lower skill level. Like maybe not even like not cause in the regular season, dude's not even going that hard. But when they get to the to the playoffs and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, it shows. Well, well, like me, it, it right, like right, the flaws kind of like show. This. When dudes are playing yeah. their best defense on every possession, yeah. every league. But what I'm yeah, saying is, they're watching them play. Yeah, no, the no, reason hold, they hold lost on, in the playoffs this, this, was this because ain't no, ain't, yeah, ain't no answer. Ain't no answer for him. Period. He's getting thirty. Like ain't nothing you can do about it. Oh yeah, he's gonna get it thirty. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know if Middleton and Bledsoe are gonna show up. These dudes are known for exactly. choking and no, put them in situations to where if they shoot bad from three, you can beat them. But here's his. You're not gonna stop his numbers. I'm just talking about no, no, very, yeah. very yeah. important possessions. There's some stuff that you can't do to limit possessions. Yeah, and not just yeah, him. I'm like I said, about LeBron had right. this problem. Literally watched it when they lost yeah, in the playoffs last year. That, that when they the lost in the playoffs last year. Go ahead. All I'm saying is when they actually lost in the playoffs last year, it wasn't because he couldn't get his. It was because those right. the guys like Middleton, who's at this point a multiple-time All-Star, they weren't there. It wasn't him. It was everyone else. Is what my point. My point is. You know, you you could try to say it comes down to a couple plays, but he showed up. His num like like you said, his numbers are his numbers. He's going to get his. He's going to. Hey, you're not going to stop. But the shots numbers, aren't falling, man. and the people around him aren't falling. Like you know, it goes back to him because he's the the leader. But he got his. It's, it's like yeah, it's and, like and that's what, why the blueprint like, for playing them last year in the playoffs was what? Stay home on Middleton and Bledsoe. Let Giannis eat as much as he can. Wait on the spin move in the lane. Try to get a couple charges off him. But you're just going to have to deal with it and just limit those other guys because they can't necessarily eat on their own. Now, the thing with Giannis is this, though. Everybody keeps saying he needs to skill up and they want him to extend his range. 
but you're actually helping the defense. Look, if Giannis shoots seven threes a game, if I'm the other team, I'm happy. Yes, please keep shooting those threes. Please keep shooting a couple 18-footers. Please stop Absolutely. coming down the lane, getting people in foul trouble, and shooting damn near 65% from the floor. Please shoot a, more, a couple more threes. And he's trying to prove everybody wrong, and I think he's taking the wrong tack. And, and, and man, people got to lay off a of Ben. I, I, dude, it's starting to piss me off with this Simmons thing. Like, look, man, yeah, the dude's not the best shooter. Yes, he should shoot more. But he has a Magic Johnson profile. He's young, really skilled. And typically in the NBA, guys who aren't good shooters, the problem is they shoot too much. This is the one dude saying, you know what, I'm not great at that. So I'm not going to do it. Y'all want Antoine Walker? Is that what we want? We want somebody Man. out here. Now, you know, I've been saying that for a while. I'm like, why do y'all want – why do you want to force this dude to do something that he can't do? And even with Giannis, that's not – like, when when I understand, when I try to understand what Court was saying, I don't – I'm mad that skill today means shooting threes. You know what I mean? Like right. when somebody says somebody's not skilled, they basically saying he need to shoot more threes. I'm like, oh god, that's not the only skill that's out there. But no, it's, it's the same way. Um, I, I bet you Moses with Ben because he's gonna be probably first team all defense right there with Giannis, <laughs> and that's the part of everybody's game that gets overlooked. People act like, you know, this this is not football. They're not just coming out there to play offense. So his J is broke. So that's all you're gonna see from him. This dude, I right. mean, until we got in the bubble, I don't know, Ben started getting cooked in the bubble. I think the Sixers overall started getting cooked in the bubble. But, I mean, if he don't that make first-team all Warren defense, hurt his soul. that's yeah, going to be a robbery job. Game hurt so his soul, like, man. Like, he he yeah, get yeah. over that for a while. But, but just <laughs> imagine if somebody said, we, uh, Moses Malone, I bet you can't pick and pop. And then Moses said, I'm going to prove y'all wrong. I'm going to stay out here all night and shoot this pick and pop. Yeah, and that's, yo, that's to the back. Like, that's nah. that, yo, yo, that drives me absolutely. It's kind of my same argument with Giannis. He needs to do this. I'm like, yo, why? Like, why? Ben Simmons is one of the best <laughs> right. players in the league already. Like, if you want me to – he need to do this. Why? Like, I, I, don't, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Yo, if that, I'm that averaging that 30 and I'm winning MVP and defensive player of the year. In 2K. But you, all you do is dunk. You can't shoot. And if you listen to him, yeah, maybe you the game. Yeah, you damn right I do. <laughs> but if you just ate, yo, the game is over. Like, nah, yo, man, Giannis shoots 80% from the floor and dunks on everybody every game. And they say he needs to like, shoot more jumpers. <laughs> For what? Yeah, he definitely don't need to shoot more jumpers. Only thing, right. I'm, only thing I agree with, okay, he could get a couple. I know y'all don't like the term. He can get a couple of go-to moves. When it get tight yeah. and them dudes ain't making shots, like y'all said. Yeah. When it get yeah. no, listen, yo, when it get tight yo, and those bums that y'all talking about not making no. not making shots and he got to take my, things into his own hand. My argument is, you, all right, so that's the case. My argument is he, he has a go-to move. It's, it's a half-back dive. The, the problem is when they yeah. tighten it up, the guys on the outside got to make the shots. They got to make you the know, shots. But, that, see, but, but that's what I'm saying. But when he do the half-back dive late in the game, when those dudes not Hold making up. shots, then they start packing they the lane on them halfback the dives, and people well, start they, flopping, that's my point. taking charges. They gotta make yeah. shots. They gotta make shots. If they make shots, and they low, win. Low no. key, he do gotta go to low key. He do gotta go to move. He just used the hell out of it. It's it's like his B button. That dude the is spin. gonna do a spin. If he yeah. tries to get the lane, <laughs> and you get there first, he's doing yo, that spin move. Giannis, like, yo, Giannis is, Giannis is Dwight. Giannis Dwight Freeney son. <laughs> Yo, as much as that used to work, Dwight Freeney is hurting. Yeah, he did that every single play. 
Yo, you know yeah. what? You knew it was you know coming. Why he was mad because I was mad for the same reason. Because he was spinning move. on run plays. Somebody does a spin move. You love like yo to spin it. Yo, after a while, you see white free and you don't like the spin move. You like yo, he took the joy out of the spin move. This is stupid. <laughs> he was so fast. He was so fast though, cause that's yeah. it wasn't a spin move. But he was so fast that he would always kick the <laughs> I bet you Dwight Freeney. I bet you Dwight Freeney ain't got CTE though, because he wasn't just going head up with those left tackles all the time. He was, you know, he was spinning so hard he was shaking his brain anyway. He was shaking his brain. Spinning. True. <laughs> True. And, and then the funny thing is they started inviting him to camps to teach defensive ends, and he doing his spin move at 100 miles an hour. Okay, just do it like that. And they like, bro, I can't do that. That's all you got to do. Like Michael Jordan oh coach, all you got to do is give him a jam step, elevate, and just pull. I mean, every time. It's good. You're like, dude, you Michael Jordan. Got to work for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> White Freeney spending some of them a, a bitch, boy. That'd be nice. But, y'all, I'm glad we we, we going to get to finish this playoffs. Uh, Dame Lillard and all his, I'm the hardest working man. In the, man, him and, look, oh, I'm a Jimmy Butler fan, but I'm starting to become less so. These I work harder than everybody guys are starting to get on my nerves. I'm going to win more championships the right way. No, you ain't. You ain't winning nothing. You will go home every year and have you a couple highlight plays and be happy with that. You and CJ, your homeboy. That's all it is. My thing is, and, though, and just cut, do it. Like, you don't have to talk about it all the time. Just do it. Because <laughs> he want accolades Next. for it. He want to be yeah, celebrated he for he, it. I'm not he cried his, 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 his way to the all-star team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They know he always got a. They always got a. We gonna win so. it organically. No, you gonna organically lose every year. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Out there getting drugged. Y'all leave my man Dame alone, man. It's Dame time. Not no more though. Y'all know he left the bubble, right? Uh yeah. Oh, he's done. He talked all that. Itch. I know. Yeah, he left the bubble uh, to get his knee. Oh, and, and, and Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts ain't worth a quarter as a coach. Yo, if you start off in a must-win game against the Lakers and they're getting every call early and you're on the verge of getting blown out, you got to get ejected right then and there. Like, you got to make it known that you don't agree with the officiating and you got to put it on Dame them to come back. But you got to – you know what I'm saying? You got to put them in that position to where it's like, okay, it's us against the world. Terry Stotts over there waving and crying. No, dude, you got to get kicked. Man, pop with a – Yo. No. What's How about that? And you got to make them think about it. You remember how Phil Jackson right. used to play those mind games with the officials. Like, he makes sure that it's known no matter how he has to do it. And then next yeah. game, all of a sudden, the Lakers getting all the calls that they didn't get. But that's, but that's why he's Phil right. Jackson. My question is this. How many – what's the over-under or how many shots CJ uh, gets up next game? Jimmy, the over-under is all of over-under is all of <laughs> yeah, cause this, this, hey man, let's take it back to high school. This is that big rivalry game where y'all undermanned, but the whole hood is at the game. So you got to get your dub. Like you, you about to lose, but you got to get twenty, bro. So it's a race to twenty. CJ and Mello. Period. We yeah. gonna lose, but I'm gonna get buckets. CJ about to get up seventy shots. <laughs> he gonna 70. try, bro. Gonna Over try. under all of them. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and if Mario and Joseph get minutes, the super confident man 
who has no reason to be that confident, he going to try to get a dub too, man. Love that dude. Y'all remember he blocked Brian shot and looked at him like mm-hmm. and looked at him all you crazy. Tried me? Mario, he's joking. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Love that dude. <laughs> yeah, man, and, I'm and, glad the bubble's back, man. And just because it's the NBA's last thing, I know y'all gotta go. Last thing. Just because it's the NBA, uh this Luca that we see it right now. Now, I know it was coming. We all knew it was coming because he's that kind of talent. He's a generational great player. Bruh, when Luka don't win a chip and he started getting hit with the Giannis stuff, the KD stuff, the LeBron, LeBron stuff, stuff. Mm-hmm. how are these fans going to react? Bruh. And I hope we don't act like this with Lamar Jackson. Like, black folks out there, please, we ain't acting like this, are we, with Lamar? Like, the way they holding on to Luka, they don't know how the NBA thing goes. You the be- you could be one of the best players in the league when you ain't got a chip. The unfair, ridiculous criticism is coming, and Luke is yeah. about to get it. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, so they're gonna we'll they're gonna fight on the excuses for a long time. Porzingis uh, <laughs> <laughs> always hurt. Thousand out no squad. They're gonna they're gonna fight as long as possible, but it's inevitable. Right. It's come. Yeah, I mean, again, especially I hope hey, it's sound like this with Lamar, man. I hope first of all, it's gonna come from LeBron fans because. They already comparing them at twenty and twenty one years old. So they already he already has a faction of, of the fans that don't like him. And when you get LeBron stands on your bad side, like they going they gonna kill him his whole career. So Luca better go ahead and win something. <laughs> <laughs> they don't play. Facts. All right, man. We'll see, man. As usual, man. Y'all thanks for your easy. call. We appreciate it. Yes, All right, homie. Have a good one. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to take one more call before we finish this thing out. We got the homie Rob calling from out in Cali. Rob, no Marcus Garvey talk today, man. What's up? What's good, man? Big Rob, a.k.a. Black of the Panther. Yo, here's the answer. It's your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. Yo, I like him yellow, but not lime. Hold the lemons. Your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. The, the revolution will not be televised. That's why we have the internet. What's good, man? How y'all doing? Good, What's man? going on? Man, this NBA, it should have been done years ago with the Donald Sterling thing. The Clippers said... You guys see me all blue, all red, every day, every day. I'm 50 Tyson. We all said you corny, bro. We all said you corny. <laughs> Be honest, you corny, bro. That's all I gotta say, right, man. Worry, man. Corny. You're about to say, don't worry about that. You corny, be honest. What you? What you mean? Go ahead, man. <laughs> Come on, man. We wasting time, man. We gotta go. You know, man. we know, man. It's the last thirty minutes these days. Man. Okay, listen. Rob, but you wanna you wanna say something about Noble Jew Ali this week? <laughs> Noble Jew Ali. What? <laughs> I know no, you no, talked no, about Garvey you, last time, so I, you talked about Garvey last time, Garvey. so I, I just figured that you uh, was going to talk about Noble Drew Ali. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, this here's 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 the thing. The thing is, I do appreciate what the players do did because people got to understand. I wouldn't argue that the players do have players do have leverage. You got people got to remember. The players, uh, Levar Ball just 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 uh, Levar Ball just just showed us like uh, uh, about 
the ESPN, ESPN, uh, ESPN, the media, they will travel anywhere with the players. They travel to Lithuania. No people, people don't even know where Lithuania is at. They will, if, if the NBA players were smart, they could either one, try to start their own league, or two, just go play in Europe. NBA is universal. NBA is basketball is universal. Shoot, I can go on the internet right now and talk to a dude from Spain, and he and he'll break down everything about Kobe. I was talking to a Serbian dude who was breaking down everything about Vladi Dia because Vladi is like he's Serbian, you know. So yeah, man, people right. don't understand. Players right. do have, especially right. the NBA, right. especially the NBA. What? Why are you online talking to Serbians though? <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Hey man, y'all the Eastern <laughs> European basketball players, man, they good. That's all I got to say. Eastern European. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. That's all. That was like, I was like, what's going on? That's kind of crazy. Late stuff going on Telegram and OnlyFans. There's a connection there. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You family, man. It's all, it's all good, bro. Hold on, Telegram and the OnlyFans. What the hell? Hell no. Hey, Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but anyways, yo, um, uh, I I, snow, I, I, I do, I do, I, 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 I am proud of the players of what they did. I understand LeBron's kind of upset because he said, well, if you because if the players would have boycotted the whole season, hey man, I would, I wouldn't have got mad at that. But it was only one game, you know. I, I understand they were everybody was done for one game, so I do understand that power now but but, but I, I i do want to I, I do want to say two things one uh you gotta understand uh um boss gotta understand that dudes don't like voice Watkins. i mean you got I, I showed a tweet about he's talking about how nba plays and do nothing for the communities and kevin durant replied brother educate yourself you know he don't know what plays do for the communities you know what i'm saying so so, players don't like dudes like him. You got to remember, guys like that, this is a capitalistic nation. Guys like that are going to do stuff for a price. They're not going to do stuff for their people. You know what I'm saying? They're not genuine at all. That's all I got to say. They're not Marcus Garvey. They're not a, a Carter G. Wilson or Booker T. Washington or W.B. Du Bois. They do stuff for the they, you, you know, I, the further we move from slavery, the more socially conscious we are, uh, the less socially conscious we are, and the less I would say um, um, the less unity you have in the forefront. You know, forget about the ADOS, the FDAs, all that other bull crap. We're out, back in the day, it was, it was when we were, right back in the day, people recognized we were oppressed, we're African, we need to do something about it. So that, that's all I got to say about that. Yes, sir. All right. So now that they back, all right, Rob. you think you're going to win the championship or no? What I told y'all last week, I said the last little guard has the, the last little guard scored a lot of points on us in the playoffs. We went back and we won the rest of the game. That's all I got, and and, and that's all that's gonna happen. And and we're gonna go to the championship after that. After them, we're going next round. We're gonna splash whoever's in front of us. That's all I gotta say. But but the all thing right. is, the bench the bench needs to step up. The bench needs to step up. Dandy Green. I mean, listen. J.R. Smith is good if he doesn't smoke weed before a game. You know, uh, you know, um, the, the tall dudes are going to do their thing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean Dwight's Dwight, but the thing is, we, we really, I really miss Eddie Bradley because he was the best premier defender we had, and now he's gone. So, 
You know, hopefully Josh Smith can pick up a – but Danny Green pisses me off. And KCP, I hate KCP, man. I don't know what we have in here. I, I complain about him. I, and I hate to say it. I'd rather have Nick Young. I'd rather have Nick Young and KCP. <laughs> At least Nick Young can put up three points. Swaggy. Come on now. Come on. I, and, I, and y'all know, I used to get on – man, I should put on my Facebook. I'm about to have Nick Young right now. You know, but then then have KCP. But yeah, that's that. that that's how I feel. And don't and don't listen to Court Bennett or or Robert Moorhead. Those are the guys that started watching basketball when LeBron was drafting. So you know what? Robert Moorhead. They call him Robert Moorhead. They call him Moorhead. Oh Moorland. My fault. Robert Moorland. I apologize. I said the name wrong. But those are the guys who started watching basketball when LeBron was drafting. So I don't. Come on now. Here's what it is. Is what is hand and right, Rob, last, last, question, last question, oh, Rob. Rob, last question. Um, what's your opinion on Terry Crews? <laughs> Jimmy Jerome. Terry Crews? Oh man, <laughs> that dude said boycott Magic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's all that need to be said, Rob. Hey, I mean, I'll say, 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 I'll yeah, I, I, for, I forgot, but yeah, but yeah, don't boy. Hey, Just don't boy talk on. about the city, bro. Terry all right, man. In the news, so we holler at you next week, man. Appreciate your call. All right, peace, man. <laughs> all right, homie. Yo, everything going on in the world. What makes Terry <laughs> Crews say that? Yo, something wrong with ball, man. Some people just need that attention, Yo. man. All right, so look. Yo, Yo real quick. Uh huh. <laughs> Shout out to Giannis, like y'all said, for winning uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, other things that happened this week, Brett Brown and Nate McMillan both fired after their teams were swept out of the first round. Um, crazy part about the Nate McMillan thing is, I mean, it wasn't anything major, but they kind of made some moves with his his contract, kind of gave him a, a, a young boy extension. Um, I guess it didn't mean much because they got swept. Um, y'all think that was fair? I mean, Results are results, but he always has something going on with his team. I mean, he's there without his best big um, for most of the season. He didn't have who's supposed to be his best player. He's still trying to work himself back into shape um, with the knee. That's uh, Oladipo. Um, did y'all expect Nate, Nate McMillan to get fired after this season? Or was it just a matter of being swept? The embarrassment. Yeah, you got swept. Yeah, you got swept in the bubble, so they uh, I mean, put it like this: two what, like two two coaches got swept in the bubble, and there's two coaches looking for work. And they're they're talking about Houston Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni, who's in the final year of his contract, being the main target of Indiana should he become available. I don't understand this, man. I really don't understand why Mike D'Antoni is always such a hot commodity. I mean, if it's about you know killing it in the regular season. Then I see that. But in the Eastern Conference, Nate McMillan pretty much killed it in the regular season. So you you gonna go from Yeah, but but again, this is entertainment. It's not it's for every owner and everything, it ain't about winning championships. This is entertainment. And Mike D'Antoni's teams tend to put up 140, 130, shoot seventy thousand three. It's entertainment. So, so he's gonna bring that level game, of entertainment. He's got no go to moves. <laughs> But no, man. All right, all right, all right. Let me let me give the WNBA some some props because first of all, they they're not gonna like getting left out of all of this. I'm watching up on the monitor now, and 
they were in there with white t-shirts on with seven like drawn on bullet holes on the back of their shirt. So they took it Yo. to a whole new level. And Yo. they want to be seen. I'm telling you that I see you. I see you. Um, they were a little upset. Somebody, a spokesperson for them was like, you know, with all the props you're giving to NBA players, don't forget about the WNBA because, you know, they did the same thing. So shout out to the WNBA and the statements that they're making as well. All right. Um, again, uh, Brett Brown got fired as well. We expected that, especially after a sweep. Um, his built-in excuse didn't save his job with Ben Simmons going out before the playoffs. Um, I, you kind of think, you know, kind of the way the ball bounces, but they get one, maybe probably two wins in that series. They might at least be trying to make a decision right now of whether to bring back Brett Brown. You know what I'm saying? But the sweep is <laughs> just unacceptable. I think it's only the second time the Sixers have been swept out of a playoff series in the team's history. So, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Even though Ben was hurt, you still boast one of the top five to ten players in the league in Joel Embiid. So you got to be able to eke out a game or two in that situation. And, of course, you know, when there's coaching vacancies open, you know, the black people start screaming about Mark Jackson. Um <laughs> Mark Legend. Jackson, who I now call Phil Popaback, <laughs> because I just don't understand when he became like this great NBA coach. A legend. He's a legendary yeah, straight, coach. He became a legend, legend by not coaching. <laughs> straight up legend. Well, coach, well, was a head coach for what, three years in the league? And he is legendary. So shout out to Mark Jackson. Um, he he talks like he still has interest in, in becoming a head coach. But, um, you know, as a fan of the Sixers, I'm, I'm cool. Um, you can go ahead to Indiana or somewhere like that. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, what else happened this week? Um, that's pretty much it. Boycotts is dominating the news. Stat of the week, Jamal Murray, who is on fire in the bubble, I guarantee you his vote was to stay. Um He's the first NBA player with back-to-back playoff games with 40-plus points and zero turnovers since 1983. Um, I don't know who that player was, but in the last two games, games four and five, Jamal Murray has scored 92 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists, and zero turnovers. They went back to 1983, so I'm thinking maybe that player – could be like Moses Malone because he didn't really have a reason to be down there turning the ball over. <laughs> he was down there yeah. rebounding and putting back. So could Yo, be Moses Malone. I know one I, thing. The bubble, started, the bubble started and Michael Porter Jr. looked like one of the greats. Yo, the bubble playoff started <laughs> and Michael Porter Jr. went back to being Michael Porter Jr. Like <laughs> He went back yo, to the dude, back yo, Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. might be a bottom five defensive player in the history of the National Basketball Association. Yo, my man, that's his body type. Don't look like he got like he gonna play no defense. Yo, he, he look like guard me. Scared. Yo, he be out there like, what are you doing? Like, what? what who taught you that? Jim, that's because you got go to moves. I'm saying. <laughs> yo, Michael Porter Jr. is the worst defensive player I've ever seen. Yo, yo, he's worse than Harden was a couple years ago. He's yo. worse than Harden. <laughs> Fam, you gotta watch the game. Watch the game. Like I don't know what, like, and, and I understand like the level of play goes up in the playoffs, but like 
it is funny because they be trying to like isolate him in plays because that's just how bad he is. So because of that, he's not getting his offensive game off because he's got to come off the floor. Like, boy, yeah. it's just it's dreadful. Yeah, he's a, anyway. he's a hired gun. So if things aren't going right, yeah, you know, pretty much. There's nothing really, he nothing else he can do to contribute. Yeah, he, yeah. he can't contribute anything else. Quote of the week. He one of them dudes you call a timeout at the end of the game to get him out on the defensive side. He one of them boys. <laughs> Even if he just hit the big three. All right, get, get, get Mike out. Get up. He trash. So he is, yo, he is situational. Jr., he, might, he, might, yo, he might score 60, but he might give up 72. <laughs> All right, quote of the week. Oh, protesting doesn't do crap, in my opinion. I've been seeing it since 1968. And that's Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians. Um, th- there's a little more context around it, but I don't know if it changes the opinion or, or changes the optics of, 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 you know, what he's actually saying and in the time that he's saying it. Um, he's tasked with presiding over a team full of black dudes. You know, out of the 53, at least 40 of them dudes are black, and you say some like tone deaf stuff like this in times like these. Now, he went on to say, you know, I'm more about action. So, you know, you're like, Jay, actionable items, um, pretty much. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, but it's easy for a white man to tell black people that he's more about action. There's not a lot of options for us when it comes to this. It's either protest or we're going to start murking y'all in the streets. Like, which one do you want? Yo, because there's really man. not that many options. <laughs> why why so, say something at all, man? Like, listen, I, I, like, one right. thing I respect about like Bill, Bill Belichick, I can only imagine the kind of MAGA thoughts that he has in his head. But he don't voice them. He just shuts up and minds his business because, you know, I, sometimes it's best to shut up. <laughs> a lot of we can, times we can all look at Bella Cheat and assume how he feels, right? We don't even have to. Like, he but he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna <laughs> give us no, uh, he, no like he ain't gonna give us nothing to go by. <laughs> uh, no quotes, no quote. quotables. Like, it's, what, what is it? You, better to be thought an idiot than open your mouth and remove all doubt, something like that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just shut up, no doubt. All right, so. Um, let's let's rapid fire this, Jim. Let everybody know what happened this week while they were on that Grizzly. Yes, yes, yes. While you were on the Grizzly, it's brought to you by Sports the Book, the best sports book ever written. Go to sportsthebook.com or go to our hub of warroomsports.com. That's the bottom line because I said so. Um, a couple of these stories we really got to talk about. I mean, Earl Thomas got cut. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's because Earl Thomas, he might be – he might be the second angry to Eric Reed. Um, yeah, he, Yo, he got an altercation. Remember when he when when he got hurt and it was his last game with Seattle and he rolled off the field flipping his coach the bird on the cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he was a problem at that point right there. Listen, Earl Thomas ain't <laughs> been the same since uh since, since my man in uh, Tennessee like used him as a lead blocker. The uh, picture I was sharing with y'all there like <laughs> yeah, yeah, my man Derrick Henderson. Mm-hmm. Yo, Derrick Henry, yo, yeah. yo, King Henry used more the lead blocker. He ragdolled, rag homie. Yo, he the same boy that got Earl, caught in the offseason. Like, him and him and his brother was running yeah. a Tris Night. Yeah, he, oh, got yeah, yeah, white white got he got caught in the orgy because White walked in. He was Tris Night. With the hammer. Yeah, with the hammer. 
put it right to his temple and said, who the bump? Yeah, that sound like a <laughs> Yo, it's white pity with the story to tell. That's like a, I got a story to tell type of uh, job, man. Uh-huh. man uh, yo, get it, yo, his brain got to be uh, checked upon his demise. Let's just put it that way, man. That's all I'm going to say about Earl Thomas, man. Yo, um, white does, supremacy. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Another story we really got to get too much into, Melo Ball. Um, LaMelo Ball signed a, a deal with Puma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's being repped by Rock Nation, signed with Puma. Yo, Jay eat up his boy two times already. <laughs> Yo, Jay got two two cuts of this boy already, and he ain't even know yet. I see what he's doing there. You know, I, I thought you know he was gonna come into the league and wear his signature shoes, his his, his BBB Jones. Yeah, but I guess that's yeah, over he got for good. Maybe he'll get his own yeah. Puma, like the BBB Puma. You know what I'm saying? Cause you about to maybe, have. Maybe if he get the B, maybe if he get a big baller brand Puma, like his own version of Puma, then maybe they'll get delivered when you order them. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, ooh, that's right. Another another Fire. another quick story. The uh, Sixers are talking about building a new arena at Penn's Landing. Um, you know that yeah. that should be interesting. Happy, if um, y'all not from Philly, I have no clue what the hell this is about. But that's that's definitely yeah. that's crazy. The crazy part is, you know, and I've heard people from outside of Philly, not just you know us, say like, man, I think y'all got like the top sports complex in all of professional sports. The Sixers want to do their own thing. Right now, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do like how everything is in one place, but you can also understand if the waterfront is about to be booming in the next few years, you can understand why somebody would want to make a move like this. Um, I was, I'm just wondering yeah, how also, that. Would, I know in other towns they build like football stadiums right on the water, but like like parking and the, all that kind of that'd be crazy. It's it's, it's kind of cool. Like, what's well, it's also a casino right there too. But anyway, it's it's kind of mm. cool that um everything's in the same place until there's multiple events going on at one time, then it's an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're yeah, <laughs> yeah, because when it's not a lot of stuff going on at once, like you got the pick of the litter, you could park anywhere. You could park on anybody's parking lot. Phillies, Eagles, well, <laughs> Sixers. But yeah. I ain't never going to a game again, so they can do whatever they want to do, dog. You know what I mean? Give me my bubble ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no doubt. Um, so we'll see how that works. They're talking like 2031. They're trying to get everything in place now. It's going to take some Yo. taxpayer help to get it done. Um, but we'll see. Because they're talking about capping I-95 around that point, Jim, and making it a mm-hmm. park. Um, so I don't know how that's going to go. Right, if they cap it, man, I guess they're going to yeah. We shall see, man. We'll make a park let's, let's, over let's the go highway. To, let's go to L.A. real quick. Um, in L.A., Figueroa Street in downtown L.A. Oh, between well. Olympic and MLK. They're yes, redeeming sir. that Kobe Bryant Boulevard. And if you've been to Staples Center, you you know Figueroa. You know where that is. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it kind of, to me, like Kobe's so popular there. I think something like this would have happened even if he didn't you know, go early, maybe not right now. It would have took some years, but, you know, definitely now is, is the right time to do it. Um, it's just a shame under the, you know, the circumstances that we're under that, that, that it has to be done. I still can't believe it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening earlier this week because Kobe's birthday was over the weekend, man. Every time they start playing stuff like that, you know, I cannot believe Kobe Bryant is dead, man. That is crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it is because it's not really lost, but it's kind of like with everything else going on in 2020, like you forget that happened in 2020. 
And that damn Nike commercial, yo, damn you, Nike. Oh, God. When you first said something about it, I hadn't even seen it. So I didn't know what you were talking about. I think it would have been better if I would have continued to not know what you were talking about. <laughs> yo, that joke I saw was it right before I went to bed, too. Like, I was turning everything off. I was like, oh, this must be the giant Jimmy was talking about. I'm like, I should have kept I'm like, yo, that joke made me, that joke put me in my feelings. It definitely didn't make me want to buy sneaks. I'm like, yo, I don't know if y'all selling sneaks right. or y'all is like selling sorrow. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I don't know what this commercial is about. Like, what do you want me to buy? I don't get it. Yeah, man. But, yeah. Anyway, man, so those Rest are the things power that the happened homie, this past week. You know what I'm saying? We got to get out of here soon because Big Brother started at 8 o'clock. But um, that being said, though, uh, <laughs> Yo, Dev, um, tell everybody yes, what happened sir. to date in sports history. This date in sports history brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Look, if you or your business need a custom website, we know the people for you, for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions. You need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. No need to be a total cheapskate and go out and make your own website on some terrible platform. All you need to do is hit up digitalextremetech.com. You can go to the website or you can hit up 267-205-4203. Financing options are also available, so you can check that out as well. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that the homies over at War Room Sports sent you. All right, August 27th, 2004. This is a date that I'm sure we all will remember. We all probably watched this live. And a huge upset. In men's basketball semifinal in the Athens Olympics, Argentina beats a star-studded U.S. team led by Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson, a young LeBron, a young Melo, and the rest of those dudes. Um, Argentina beat them 89-81. Argentina, of course, went on to take the gold medal, and U.S. had to settle for bronze in the (laughs) really what turns out to be a consolation game. So, uh, we like to give a big war room salute to this historical moment. Shout out to Manu and the Argentinians for taking care of a U.S. team that was still chock with NBA superstar talent. They're the only team like that who didn't bring home gold. They're the only team full of NBA players um, that hasn't brought home the gold. So uh, shame on y'all. <laughs> Larry Brown as the coach. Um all right, man. That's it. Let's get up out of here. We're going to yes, boycott sir, the yes, last sir. word. Word yeah. bomb. We boycotting. We walking out. No more police brutality. <laughs> Yo, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, all the callers who called in and chop it up. We appreciate it. Those we can get to, we apologize, and we got to get out of here. To the next week, live right here on demand as we catch you up in everything that's going on in the world of sports, if there still are sports. I mean, you know, if we're still here. If we're not out fighting a race war. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the restart of the NBA and NHL playoffs. Please, please stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch all of our conversations, everything we do, all of our social media, all of our blogs, all of our content. Everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. Get my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or back at that hub of warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.